0: Nothing sells freedom like tyranny, and the tyranny leveled against Americans over the last two years has awakened millions who didn't think it could happen here. It's now obvious. America is not immune to despotism. But now what? What do we do with all this excitement people have for liberty? We're discussing how to turn millions of Americans' passion for freedom into an unstoppable movement that will last. I'm Paul Dragu, and this is Freedom is the Cure. In 1958, retired businessman Robert Welch created the John Birch Society to stop the oncoming tyranny being coordinated by a small and powerful group of people aiming to subjugate the world. For more than 60 years, the JBS warned that this group of insiders was subversively working to make Americans more dependent, dumber, weaker, poorer, and far less free. And while policy after policy and one cultural agenda after another were being implemented toward these goals, many still refused to see what was really happening. Then COVID-mania exploded and has awakened an unprecedented number of Americans and people all over the world, for that matter. The aspiring international totalitarians are using COVID-19 as an excuse to trigger a reset, to plunge us into a world in which you will own nothing and them everything, including you. They don't even try to hide it anymore. Today, I'm talking to three people who spend their time organizing the JBS Exploding Grassroots Campaign, designed to stop the greatest threat to humanity. They've been incredibly busy as people are rising from their slumber and looking to defend our way of life. Wayne Morrow is the JBS National Field Coordinator and Vice President. Dave Giordano is a field coordinator for states in the Northeast, and Arthur Hampton is a coordinator for states in the South. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: Welcome, Paul. Thank Thank you. Thank you.
0: So thanks for joining me. Um, The first question I have is, how serious is this threat to our way of life? Uh, Wayne, we've spoken about this quite a bit, and you're pretty good at this. So let's start with you.
1: Sure. Well, yeah, it is. Well, now it's very apparent. It used to be sort of subtle, hidden, and now we're seeing the things we've talked about throughout the years now are showing up. We see that um, the Bill of Rights are being abused. The Constitution is ignored by... Uh, legislators and uh, people know something's radically wrong and uh, it's an opportunity for us to give them the answers. What's wrong? What's really happening? It's not by mistake. And they're using COVID-19 as a vehicle for tyranny and, uh, and with fear. So they know it works and uh, it gives us a chance now to explain what's really going on. What's really going on? Dave? Arthur? What do we tell folks?
2: Uh, I think what's happening is people are starting to ask questions uh, when, for example, the president says we need to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. And no. someone scratches there and says, why are we protecting the vaccinated if they're vaccinated? Uh, people are also seeing, asking questions because they're seeing things. Wait a minute, the government's keeping us safer by uh, laying off 20% of all law enforcement when crime is going up. Mm-hmm. they're keeping us safer mm-hmm. by laying off 20 percent of all health care workers right. that's keeping us safer they're keeping us safer by letting go of 20 percent of the military and that's going to keep us safer so it's really causing them to ask a lot of questions right now and um a lot of times what happens is you see
3: the um, the symptoms of the problem and uh, you know whether it's CRT in the schools or um the COVID mandates. You all you're seeing is the symptoms of a much bigger issue and we're here to stop
0: the bigger issue. Let's talk about the bigger issue. Yeah. Wayne?
1: Tyranny. Uh so what we see. Um it's all part of the plan, right? But they use fear as their tool. Hmm. And uh but you know, people are fearful. And we try to take the fear and give them an education of really what's happening. So that opens a door for us and they want to hear really what this is truly all about. It's been going on for a long time and as we study the conspiracy what it is, we know near the end they would be exposing themselves to their plan. And uh, fortunately there are people who really want to act on it and some are sheep and just want to go along but we are fortunate to find people who really want to do something about it. That's what's going on.
0: Are you guys finding that people are more open to the idea of the conspiracy, the, these, this global network uh, working to enslave us all. Has COVID changed people's receptiveness to that?
1: Well, I can tell you this, we see this um, tyranny happening worldwide. It's not just the United States now. Right. And I think that's the tip-off. It's riots in the streets of you know, Germany or in Austria, England, so it's all throughout the United States. It's all throughout the world now. So that's it's not just the United States It's a global Conspiracy and now even people from other countries See this and they're putting it together because tyranny is abound all over and they're using COVID-19 and they've talked about that using some Bioweapon to cause this to happen. So that's what we see. It opens the door for a lot of conversations. That's what I see
2: Yeah, and I think the other thing is is it's reaching their doorstep you know, it's one thing to read these stories, but now millions of Americans are losing their jobs mm-hmm. because of a mandate. So they're open; their mind is open to things like conspiracy. Uh, they're also um, either experiencing or know someone who's having an adverse effect, or worse. And um, you know, I was saying to people, there was a time where there was seven degrees of. Kevin Bacon, I'll use that, where I I knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who had an adverse effect. Uh, I don't know about you, but myself, I'm hearing of a friend who knows somebody who had an Mm -hmm. adverse effect or or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or or, or it's happened within their family. So it's completely opened their mind, it's reached their doorstep, and now they're more open to listening. Has recruiting become easier in this in this COVID
0: uh, hysteria age? Absolutely. Um, over the last um,
3: year or so since the pandemic um, or plandemic, um, it, it, we've recruited more people than than ever before. People are waking up. But what we need to do is that whether coming to us with issues or oh, vaccine mandates, my wife is going to have to be a quit her job because of it oh they're teaching CRT in the classrooms and we didn't know that until they started going to school at home so yes people are waking up but like I said earlier this is just the root of or excuse me this is the um, branch or symptoms of the of a much bigger problem a much bigger conspiracy um that is attacking every area of our lives. And what we have to do is say, yes, we're gonna deal with this issue. Yes, we're gonna deal with this branch issue. But we need to attack the deep state because they're coming for every aspect of your life. They want to enslave you and they want to you to be a mindless drone and the people that are refusing the mandates are are, they're bucking the system and they're not playing the game and I think that's one thing that separates the John Birch Society from other organizations that may be against CRT or against abortion yes we deal with those things but there's a much bigger issue that we need to attack at the root because if you cut the root of the tree the tree's going to come down and
0: all the branches with it. Right. Dave, you've, how long have you been a coordinator?
2: Uh, I just started as the coordinator, but okay. a long-time member of the John Birch Society for 27 years and got thrown right in as a chapter leader and then been a section leader for oh, about 15 years. So I've committed myself full-time now to the organization.
0: Well, I was going to ask you and Wayne, who've, who've been around for, for a while, um, is, it, is, the, is it, there a huge difference now to, to the reception? To the John Birch Society Mm -hmm. message, as opposed to yours. You know, I mentioned in my intro, and I and I think it's safe to say that there was a lot of scoffing. This this was a message Mm -hmm. that you know labeled us you know kooks and wackos for a long, long time. What is the difference now, as someone who's been in the JBS for so long, in how people perceive the John Birch Society now versus perhaps Mm -hmm. 20 years ago or even 30 years ago?
1: Well, history has proven us right. We've been talking about it for a long time, over 60 years. And now you go through the trail of history, and the things we talked about 30, 40 years ago are happening now. So we say, this is their plan. This is what they do. So time and history is revealing what, what we said. Uh, we were prophetic. I don't know. We certainly but wrote about things about in the past that it talks about from other authors along the time that said, this will happen. It is happening now. So once we expose... Our history, our story is very believable. That's what I see. Yeah,
2: yeah. and, and uh, uh, Robert Walsh, I don't know if it's to paraphrase him, he said, you know, in the end, they will come out from undercover and everybody yeah. will see them. That's when they're sure. most uh, vulnerable. And I got to tell you, as long as I've been a member, I thought that would happen just past my lifetime and then quite a few years ago i said i think it might happen during my Mm -hmm. uh, lifetime and then in 2016 2000 the virus i said it's here they're out from undercover which i think makes people everyone else is starting to see that now because they are out from undercover Mm -hmm. and they're more open to our message right now um
0: you had started talking about why you're part of the jbs or what makes us unique do you guys want to add anything to that there are lots of groups and i want to follow up after this with all these groups popping up, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of uh, fervency going on, but what makes the JBS uh, different from a lot of the groups out there? Wayne, you can start
1: off. That Uh, sounds me. Okay, well, uh, yeah, what happens, I run into them all the time. Um, They form these groups. Uh, The question they may ask or the comment back to them, we didn't know you existed, Uh, but they use our material. (laughs) Uh, But you've got a combination of ignorance, people want to be the tip of the spear, um, but they don't have the history of the national organization behind it. And unfortunately what happens is they get together for a short period of time and they stop, they flame out, and they go away. They're the freedom movement. And, uh, but so I, you try to reach those people and explain to them, hey, listen, I know you want to do something. It's a whole from the Trump era. And uh, so we're going to give you real action tools to make a difference. And so as I think Arthur was saying is that, you know, they're up in the branches on a particular item could be COVID-19, Second Amendment. CRT. But the root of the problem, CRT, but the root of the problem is, is a satanic conspiracy. It's, that's what's holding the tree up. And we identify the basic cause of everything. It's not a symptom, it's the cause. And I think that's what people's, when you explain that to them, they say, I get it now. So don't get caught up in, a, in one particular symptom. It's a much bigger picture. And some people have a hard time grasping that. They think, if I just solve this, COVID-19, mm-hmm. we're good. The answer is no. They'll use another weapon, but they come at us 10 different ways. That makes the Birch Society unique because we have eight or nine different approaches to all the problems they give us.
0: We try to go to the root.
1: Yeah, not 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 the symptoms, but the symptoms point to really what the cause is. That's what I see.
2: I would say that the number one thing, the difference between the Birch Society that I learned from the beginning is conspiracy. Uh, we identify, you, Robert Welsh said you can't beat the conspiracy if you don't know about the conspiracy. Uh, what's the number one job of a conspiracy? To convince you that there's not a conspiracy. That it doesn't exist. Said it doesn't exist. So, doesn't exist. Right. so I think that's the, the, the biggest thing with the John Birch Society, but also the history of the John Birch Society, the years. You don't know how many times we've gone into other groups, whether it's the times of the Tea Party, Ron Paul Revolution, all these well-intentioned people, and some of them have joined us and they've read our material, and as they read it, they went, wow, you were way ahead of this a long time ago. Uh, so that, and then the action items that we have, the tools that we have, and people uh, ask, well, what have you guys done? And uh, well, other than we stopped the takeover of the Western hemisphere, it was called the FTAA, the Free Trade Air of the Americas, mm-hmm. and most people didn't even know that, what that was, mm-hmm. but yet the John Birch Society stopped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: what else have we done? Well, uh, a
3: specific um, time, um, me and another coordinator, this was before I was a coordinator, we went to a um, a Convention of States rally. This was this past summer, so it's v- relatively recent. And um, one of my representatives was there, and he was promoting um, the Convention of States, or Article 5 Convention. All right. And um, I simply asked the question, um, you know, they're not following the Constitution now. I mean, our First Amendment rights are uh, being infringed upon. Second Amendment rights, our know, rights to bear arms, our right to privacy, the Fourth Amendment, the state's rights, the Tenth Amendment, they're all um, being encroached upon. And if they're not following the Constitution now, what they? makes you think that they would follow it after you change it mm-hmm. and then open it up for it to be changed to, to whatever um, to lose all those rights, and we were there, and we had a long conversation with my representative, and we changed his mind. He said, "You make a very, a very compelling argument." Mm. So we are there. We, behind the scenes, talking to our representatives, influencing them and changing their minds for the better to
2: get back to the Constitution. Dovetailing on what Arthur said about uh, the con- uh, C- Convention of the States, um, again, about the history, because I, I just gave a presentation on Convention of the States to a group, and I showed this is a new idea, this wonderful new idea of the Convention of the States, really. Well, in 1995, it was called the Conference of the States. And then I show the new American Magazine of when we stopped the Conference of the States. It's just a repackaged idea. And that's when people's eyes just went, wow, you're, you're, you're way ahead mm-hmm. and, and they listen. While I was giving the presentation, uh, a gentleman was walking to the front of the room. I wasn't sure what he was doing, but he walked up to the table and I just stopped for a second and said, are you looking for something? And he, he I gave him one of the reprints as he went back to the room after the meeting, I asked one of the other people, uh, "Who was that gentleman?" He said, "Oh, he was all for this." And while he was listening to you, he said, "This is all wrong. I was <laughs> fooled."
0: <laughs> well, we had a, we had a pretty busy year last year uh, with. You know, speaking of conventionist states, mm-hmm. uh, we bounced around quite a bit. And I, sure I think it was a pretty good year, right, uh, Wayne, as far as, yeah. as putting that agenda, really obstructing it. But I think this is a really good example of one of those issues that people, conservatives, may not be as aware of. But it's one of those things that really goes to the root of how they're trying to, to overhaul and upturn our, our society in America as, as, as a whole,
1: Right, and they try lots of different things. Uh, we talked about things in the past when we started supporting local police in the early 60s and uh, we know that's one of the planks of the Communist Manifesto, was nationalize the police force. And we have that program ongoing for a while and they're trying to defund the police and say this is a reason for it, right? So that's, that's a, a milestone. Also we expose the UN, really what their agenda really was, world government. And as we go through the time, all a bunch of communist dictators there. And so we're seeing, now we're talking through this and explain really what it is we've been talking about since the early 60s. And we go through the course of time as we wrote about it and talked about it. And we discuss it openly as some scoffed on us, but history's proven us out correctly. Because what were just saying is that they feel they have nothing to fear now because they think the momentum is their way. And they don't realize it's that it's waking up a lot of people. And so they have to play the fear game. And I think they're panicking because there are lots of people waking up. Yes, And we see that. And even the small groups that we talked about that form, that means people want to do something. We give them action tools to do that. Other than it's nice to be educated, but if you can't put it to action, you get frustrated. And, make and, it
0: and that's kind of the crux of, of what we're discussing here is that there is a large, large awakening. I, I, you guys on the ground yes. can attest this most. So, and And we've kind of touched on this idea, and me and you have talked about it yep. there's such a danger if we do not harness that energy mm-hmm. corrected, if we somehow waste all that energy let's elaborate on that you know maybe someone's listening, they have a local group or whatnot or or they're looking to get plugged in, and maybe they're not necessarily mm-hmm. interested. Why is it so important to plug into? You know, not that we're just tooting our own horn and, and we want to just market the JBS. We're really interested in, obviously, saving America and, and the world. And why can you can you make a plea to, to listeners and viewers why it's so important that they get plugged in and they harness that energy correctly okay. instead of
1: forming another group that may not? I'll just chime in. I want to see uh, what Arthur and David have to say about. We have a new tool called Congressman Scorecard, we've had that in the past, and it's the voting record of your U.S. Senators or your Congressmen, and people don't even know who the Congressman is, let alone visit them, and it's a good way to expose, really, their report card, either good or bad, and hold them accountable, because our goal is to educate the electorate to have constitutional-minded representatives. Once you have that, which Congress makes laws, right, then a lot of the problems we have, at least legally, is fine, the Constitution's fine. And so that's a real strong action tool, Mm -hmm. and as we roll it out to the communities, this is something they can physically do and talk to their elected officials, hey, why did you vote this way? And I tell you, people who have been elected in those offices now know that they've been revealed what's really happening, either they change, they adapt, or they get taken out of office. That's what I see. It's one of the examples anyway. Well, it's also a
3: good way to hold our elected officials' feet to the fire it's here it is you did there's a big check mark you did well here you voted for the Constitution Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. here's a big X no you didn't do that and it's got their number on there it's got their website on there right and when we equip our uh, members with this tool that we have it, it becomes so much more powerful and they can tell their friends hey here's the number right there here's what he did here's the part of the Constitution where it's unconstitutional, we need to get together and call him and say, hey, I'm not going to vote for you again if you keep voting like this. Your record's a zero. And these people that that are in, they're politicians, and they have ego the size of this building. The only thing that really keeps them um, accountable is re-election. That's why term limits don't work.
0: Threaten their power.
3: Absolutely. You know, if if you know you're not going to get elected the next term around because you're at the end, you're going to vote however you want to vote, whichever Mm -hmm. way you want to vote. And so saying, hey, you know, if you keep this kind of record up, I'm not going to vote for you again. I'm going to tell all my friends to do the same thing. And if enough people call and let them know, they'll straighten up or we'll get somebody else to represent us.
0: How do people react (coughs) when you tell them about? Uh, we're probably one of the few organizations that does have something like the congressman's scorecard mm-hmm. you know along with the its cousin the freedom index
2: yeah i call it the uh, truth serum because <laughs> yeah. the the congressman can't hide behind it no. uh you know wipe away the r's and the d's we take uh, i think on the scorecard it's six we used to do eight on the Trimbleton, yep. which Correct. was tax reform yeah, exactly. immediately the predecessor yep. but the congressional scorecard mm-hmm. takes six so you take six bills Find out how much spending is unconstitutional. Who cares about the D's and the R's? You either get a check or minus, uh, yeah, check or an X, Um, and it doesn't matter. And it also helps teach even our own prospects and members because there's a lot of conservative Republicans out there that are supporting these unconstitutional uh, Republicans. And you hand them a congressional scorecard, and they're surprised to see that they're Mm -hmm. Republican only got one check, and the rest of them were all Xs, the same as the the Democrat. So uh, one of the, uh, even internally, one of the problems we have is to convince Mm -hmm. our own that this is not a battle between Republican and Democrat. This is a battle against uh, the globalist versus Americanism.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, you touch on... A topic that I think really illustrates why we are here in the first place. And that has been because we've been so partisan, right? Mm-hmm. We think, oh, they're Republican and they'll be, okay. you know, they'll, they'll do good. And then, of course, we have the, the Congressman mm-hmm. car that, that kind of blasts that to pieces for, for a lot of part, for, for the most part, because there are just so many Republicans that don't. They, they're not constitutional. Robert Welch, our founder, used to say education is our only tool. Um,
1: Truth is our weapon. Truth is our only weapon.
0: And it doesn't sound, you know, sexy in a way, you know, because it's it's not, uh, what we do doesn't, it's not, gonna, it's not gonna get immediate results, I would say. But there's no way out of this overnight, is there?
1: Yeah. No, no, and here's the interesting thing about him. He knew that education was critically important because back then the communists or the insiders used education. And they use it our children. And we see it today. Because what was it, 67% or some number in that fashion? Most college students believe socialism is a lot better than the form of government we have today. Well, that didn't happen overnight. Right. It took time. So our job is to re-educate people. But he knew education was critical. And books written about education. And that's a key strategy, because that'll stay. So our job has been, ed- we're really educators. We're re-educators, really. Mm-hmm. Changing the minds of people, forgetting who we are, and we mentioned them, our congressman's scorecard, it highlights constitutionality, why it was unconstitutional. And we're teaching people our constitution, the rule book, the playbook, Right. The instruction manual for our country. And if you don't know that, you could do anything. So that's one of our biggest objections and goal is to really teach people who we are. And that, that really gets
0: down to the bottom of it, doesn't it? What, if we are able to have help people learn how things are supposed to be, what the constitution is, which pe- our legislators are supposed to adhere to, that could turn the whole game around, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you find that in your recruits and the people you run into, there's just a lot of people who, do, who, don't, who don't know that, you know, some of the actions they're advocating for or, or the legislators they're, they like are unconstitutional? Is that – I imagine that's a big part of the job.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I had a friend that uh, – back – this is 2001 with the uh, – what was it? The Patriot Act. Oh, he was all for it and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> um, because we were putting stuff out about that and was very much against it. And I said, hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. And this is 20 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, he got to thinking about it, and he was like, oh, well – now that you made that argument, that makes sense. But people get to watching the mainstream, and I'm going to call it propaganda because that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And um, they just they get on board to these things and and get diverted from what actually is going on and who the real enemy is.
0: Yeah. You mentioned CRT. Um, we have an action item. We have an act, uh, uh, action project called Save Our Children mm-hmm. from Public Schools. And that's another one of those that illustrates why what we do is, is different, in a sense, because we're saying, we've been saying for a long time what these schools are doing. They are indoctrination camps, really yeah. is what they are. They're indoctrination Absolutely. centers, and they're a large reason why we have what we have, like you mentioned, uh, the number of, you know, younger people who think socialism is okay. That, oh, yeah. You obviously have to be indoctrinated to believe that because all historical evidence is to the contrary. It, it has failed it continues to fail mm-hmm. where and and where there is um, where there is where it's better where it works better it's only because there are free market yeah. uh, aspects but and and then uh, you know we talk about election integrity I don't think we've brought that up but that's another one of our agenda items uh, but going all the way to the bottom is what we what we want to teach is, is the Constitution right to help people learn so they can make um, they can make the right decisions so what do we recommend um you know what what do you guys recommend to to people listening and 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 watching what should they do they're they're probably on fire they're passionate they see what's happening they're convinced there is a sinister plan it's it's so clear uh what what do you guys recommend Wayne, you want to sure join like the job Birch society is a good start
1: <laughs> how's that okay and then we have a magazine called the new american magazine okay which on that site has current articles about real news not fake news uh, we have lots of videos and then we have a school you know the Freedom Project there Academy yeah. which is a school so yeah it's great to get your kids into a school get them on the indoctrination centers or CAPS look at Freedom and, and Project then, Academy then, yeah, exactly you got to do that and then, and then the parents get involved in society because they want to preserve our country called freedom so you can have your kids in school but if you lose your country who cares but these are important tools to educate remember I call about re-education because even the 40s and 50 year olds have been, been dumbed down. in indoctrinated by the tyrants' reeducation. Yeah, they been. Mm-hmm. Don't they do but re-education reeducated can't. for Americanism, but not they forgot it because they don't know any better. And, and my experience is they have not read the Constitution. Four thousand words have not read the Constitution. You can they have put it no in your idea. Pocket. Yeah, it's they, so small. They, 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 they have not read it. So how knowing they don't understand the instruction mail? How easy it is to turn their eyes away from the truth. So that's what we need to do. And then we talked about those three functions. What do we need to do? Join the Bird Society, get active, and get educated. That's what I see. And people want to do something, right? Now you guys see that as well. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely.
3: Well, um, going back to the scorecard, I think um, that, and I tell um, people this, it doesn't matter how... your your elected officials talk. They can talk really conservative. They can talk really liberal. How they vote, that is where the rubber meets the road. And also one thing we failed to mention is each bill that they vote for or against has how much it cost a, a household. And most people don't know how much each is there, and when you see this costs me fourteen thousand dollars, oh, this costs me ten thousand dollars, and it adds up to like thirty mm-hmm. or forty thousand dollars in one year. It's like, oh my goodness, what is this guy doing? Mm-hmm. I think getting getting a hold of that <clears throat> and getting our members and getting active with sharing this with other people, especially with the ones that want to go out and vote and getting these people out of power that just want to destroy America. I think that's that's a good start.
0: Yeah, that, that definitely sounds like a good way to start. <laughs> what do you got, Dave?
2: Constitution is a Solution is just a, a great series. Um, uh, I can't explain how many t- people that I've met who have seen that. And, um, you know, from the very first part one, um, the difference between a democracy and a republic, most people don't know that. And um, they walk away just amazed that they don't know that. It's a basic principle. And then going into part two, the... Um, enumerated powers that, that um, you know i explained to people we live in a government the only government ever in the history of the world that said you know starting with the bill of rights congress shall not the second amendment congress shall not in the third amendment congress shall not the fourth amendment congress shall not you get the picture here uh... the government's not supposed to do very much and the, the constitution does not limit us it limits uh... congress it limits our government. And there was no document ever written in the world that limited a government, uh, only in the United States, because our founders knew that men inherently inside uh, were somewhat evil, if not kept in check. Right. Uh, but that comes through clearly in part two, and then in part three, we explain um, the importance of sound money, which we're <laughs> seeing out of control right now uh, with our government printing money, and so on and so on. It's mm-hmm. a great series.
0: Whenever the Constitution is a solution comes up in these podcasts, and it comes up a lot, believe it or not, Mm -hmm. I always mention that it's how I was actually brought into the John Birch Society. Mm -hmm. A a friend of mine who also happened to be uh, my doctor in in my own Montana town, he sent me a link to it. And I was like, it was like, I think it's like six lectures. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy moly. Yeah. I was like, that is long. So what I did is I actually put it on my phone and I put my headphones on. And while I started doing yard work, I would I would listen to it. And I think by, by lecture three, I was really into it. And it really triggered um, a lot of thoughts that made me question what I, you know, I was your typical conservative, I would say. And in some ways, sometimes I'm still in danger of of, of being very partisan in that sense. But when I heard that, it really rang true. And it really opened up my eyes and I, it helped me see that uh, that's, that's the key. That's the key to, to learn to learn that constitution. That is the gauge by which we hold these people uh, responsible. But it's by the gauge by which we figure out what in the world we need to be looking for in the first place. And that's obviously been deteriorated and that's why we focus so much on education uh... you know you obviously we we want people to get involved in the JBS so
1: um, any last words guys JBS is an educational organization okay. right? that's what we are All right. and we're truth bearers right and so once people have a solid understanding of who we are and where we came from and now they, now they know the symptoms in front of us they know we put them in the action what we can do to retrieve and save the republic that's what they want to know what can I do To make it happen so education is an action item by the way it's not something other than that it's an action education is an activity and if you have a solid education you won't veer and we see that with uh the communists or socialists is that they know they've ingrained socialism as the answer so we have to re-educate them say no that's a lie and that's what we do and i think people want to know and they want to know who we are again. That's right. In
2: yeah. goals to, to 2030, they're going after the children, educate the children on uh, all this sustainability.
1: We need to counter that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Absolutely. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate you coming on. Okay. Thank you, thank Paul, you. for
2: Thank you. Right. Thank
0: you. Paul. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we invite you to join us in this epic undertaking at this critical time in history. You can visit JBS.org to learn more about how you can help stop the conspiracy. Check out the links below for more on this. If you'd like to speak to someone, you can contact one of these coordinators. We have links in the description below to help with that. Whatever you do, let's turn that passion for freedom into lasting liberty. We really do believe that whatever ails society, freedom is the cure.